Before we get into today's episode of Faded Sports Pick'em, week one of college football, Dave and I want to remind you to always gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER is your source for irresponsible gambling. Uh, if you think you have a problem, if you know somebody that has a problem, a loved one or a friend, 1-800-GAMBLER is your best friend. Uh, they can guide you into programs or just help when you're having a bad day. Guys, you never want to be throwing money away um, that you can't flush down the toilet. I think that's the only right way uh, to think about it is your betting money should be money that you're comfortable with flushing down a toilet because, honestly, that's what happens a lot of the times, and you're talking to the king of flushing down the toilet uh, money. So always gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER. You can call or text that line 24-7-365. Always gamble responsibly. Me and Dave always are sure to gamble responsibly. All right, guys, Dave and I have a great episode lined up for you, uh, breaking down the weekend that just happened for week zero of college football. And my God, what a slate of college football we have this week. All right, guys, gamble responsibly. We hope you enjoy this episode of Faded Sports Pick'em. Can't you do? Welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em for week one of college football, Dave. We already got a little taste of it this weekend with week zero games. Uh, and now we have finally reached week one after a great college football special we put out last episode. Dave, it's here, man. I'm excited. Oh, it's 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 great. A full weekend. We got games starting tomorrow night. UAB plays tomorrow night. UAB Jacksonville State. It's college football. I'm not going to complain. And then a great slate of games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then Ole Miss and Louisville play on Sunday. So we've got a lot to look ahead to. Actually, no, Ole Miss and Louisville play on Monday. Notre Dame Florida State play on Sunday. Oh, yeah. A great slate. But before we get into that, Dave, big news coming out of your Patriots camp. Cam Newton, no longer a Patriot. The floor is yours, brother. I want to hear every every comment that you have about this. It's It was a shocking move. All the indications led, were, at least a few weeks ago, led to him being the starter to start the year. But, I mean, he's he's... Him and the front office have not got along. There's been some rumors about some remarks that he said in the locker room. Shocking. And yeah, I mean, it's it's just he's his time in New England has come to a close, and it's it's Max team now, which I'm really excited to see how he does. I wish he would have gotten a chance to see the just see the game on the on the sidelines for a few weeks. Let Cam take under center because Cam really didn't play bad this preseason at all. But. Um, Mac has looked really, really good. And if, if Bill trusts him, I'm riding with him. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, you got to trust uh, what Belichick is thinking there. And, you know, from the start, I didn't really think it was a fit when Cam went up there uh, after leaving Carolina. I mean, it wasn't the offense that they were used to running up there. And Cam's a big personality. You know, he's I, I put him on the same level of the Deion Sanders and Chad Ochocinco's. Um, and that's not a bad thing in the slightest. I mean, he was 
he was really well liked in Carolina when he was playing well. Um, but, you know, if you're not playing up to your ability and those antics start going, you know, I mean, that's with any player. Uh, I don't think he was going to last, and I didn't think he was going to last. And I'm with you, Dave. I think this is a great opportunity for Mac Jones because, again, kind of like the Justin Fields situation in Chicago, a young quarterback, you kind of want them to, you know, um, play under a veteran's wing. But in Chicago, I don't care about Andy Dalton. I don't want him showing Justin Fields the ropes, and I don't want Cam Newton really showing Mac Jones the ropes. So I think this is a great move. Um, and I'll throw this out there too, Dave. We're recording on August 31st. By next Tuesday, probably by our next podcast, Cam Newton will be a Houston Texan. Mark it down. I think he's going to be the next quarterback for the Houston Texans because there is no way that Deshaun Watson is going to play a down in the regular season for the Texans. I just don't think it's possible with everything going on. He wants out of Houston. Obviously, you know, everything going on in his life is not a good look at all. He shouldn't. The fact that he's still on the team, I mean, they got to bite the bullet and either buy him out or, or trade or something. Um, but I think that's where Cam's going to be headed, Dave. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously there are teams in need of a quarterback. I think Deshaun will be, could could be traded uh, by week one. Um, I'd be I would be surprised if he suited up for the Texans and played for them. But um, you know, it's it's really interesting because they've got Davis Mills there, who's listed as the number two quarterback and he's not the guy you necessarily want to roll out. So, I mean, Cam could fit there. Uh, but I think that whatever trade package that they get for Deshaun will revolve, will involve a quarterback going back to them, whether it's um, from Miami or whoever Miami could see sending Tua back to him. And that would be, um, that would, that would be interesting. I've heard some rumors about that. I've, I've seen some rumors already about, Cam going to Dallas to go back up Dak. Um, but I don't even know if Cam wants to be a backup. I think he, he might rather retire than be a backup. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, if he can get paid, I mean, I'm sure Dallas will pay him decent money to come come be a backup for him. So especially after seeing what happened to Dak last year and having Andy Dalton step in there, that was not pretty. Yeah. But – uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see where he goes. I, mean, I hope the best for him. It was it's not easy to watch him play in New England, but um, <laughs> I really I really thought he had an opportunity to do well this year with all the new talent around him. But it's all Max team now. Well, and I'll tell you what, Dave, and we're going to get into this in next week's uh, NFL special. We're going to do one just like we did the college football special breaking down every aspect of the upcoming NFL season. And I'll tell you, Dave, the Patriots are now on my radar big time. Um, And again, I know going from an experienced veteran quarterback to a rookie, maybe that's not the smartest thing on my part to say, but I loved Mac Jones coming out of Alabama. It took about half of the season last year for me to believe in him. And then obviously, you know, Really, in the Florida game, uh, I guess it was the SEC championship. Um, I mean, he he proved it to me there um, that he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I think he's going to be a great quarterback for the Patriots, too. And I think that's a really 
smart move. You mentioned the Cowboys there too, Dave. Um, I think that's really good because I he would slot right in with that offense. I mean, they run, you know, Cam is used to that offense that Dak Prescott runs, um, and that's kind of why I felt uh, the Texans as well um, with that mobile quarterback um, uh, offensive scheme. But uh, it's it's definitely going to be something really interesting to watch because I think either Cam's retired or he's going to be starting for a team or, you know, I mean, I think the only way he's a backup, I think you're right, is if he's in Dallas uh, and Jerry Jones gives him uh, a hefty, hefty amount of coin. Yeah, I mean, being, being a backup for the Cowboys is never a, a bad option there. Um we saw what Kellen Moore do it for years, and now he's a mm-hmm. successful offensive coordinator. Um, I don't think that'll happen for Cam necessarily, but um, yeah, I think that that a system bet just different from New England's because that just was not going to fit for him. And now with Mac under center in New England, we we all knew it was it was coming at some point that Mac was going to be the the face of the franchise and. It's coming sooner than I thought it would, but here we are, and I'm ex- I'm excited to see what happens. It's going to be fun to watch because if Mac can slot in there and just play with confidence, then New England could make some noise this year for sure. I think they can, Dave. I think they can put some pressure on the Bills, uh, especially if Mac Jones has a good year, and obviously the New England fans already love him. So uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into, and we will uh, we'll dive into all. NFL news, uh, breakdowns, everything next week on our Faded Sports Pick'em NFL special. But first, Dave, it's week one. We saw some entertaining football this weekend. Um, it's always fun to put a little uh, a little wager on Hawaii. You always have to do it, especially if they're on the big island. Um, we'll see that later this year. But uh, first thing we got to talk about, Dave, how does Scott Frost still have a job as the head coach of Nebraska? I mean, that was and, – and, again, Brett Bielema had that Illinois team fired up and ready to play, and they just just grinded out um, Nebraska till the end. Uh, I mean, that was just – you know, if, if this was any other week, like week three, week four of the year, nobody would really be watching or really caring about this game. But it was the real first game of the year on national TV. Everybody watching, you know, in uh, in Big Ten form, finishing the first quarter with a score of 2-0, which, you know, again, SEC's king. But, uh, Dave, that's just a dumpster fire of a, uh, of a football program right now. Yeah, it's not pretty. Um, Scott Frost needs to go ahead and head out of there. Uh, I don't know why these Nebraska fans keep selling out the stadium. I saw something earlier showing that they were, they sold out again, you know, just another sellout for them. And I just, there's, there's gotta be a change at some point, like something, something has to be adjusted. And I don't, I don't quite know what it is. Cause I mean, Adrian Martinez playing quarterback is, I mean, he's not the answer. No but I don't really know what is for them. I think that Nebraska just needs, they got to wipe it and start over. And it's just, it's not pretty for them because this could, this could be an ugly, ugly year. 
for Nebraska. And it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, they play Fordham this weekend. So, I mean, hope, hopefully they can walk out <laughs> with a win there. But, um, you know, nothing, nothing's guaranteed for this Nebraska team yeah. right now. But it'll, it's, it's, it was ugly to see there. Um, but I, I mean, I had Illinois in that game. I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll take, take my wins where I can get them. And if it comes at the expense of Scott Frost, then <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. Well, it was, it was great to see, uh, football anyways. Um, and I'll tell you what, UCLA looks good. Chip Kelly has that team looking really good, Dave. Uh, and that could, you know, uh, we said in our college football special that, you know, the Pac-12 is, is usually a pretty weak division. Um, maybe this is finally Chip Kelly's year, uh, you know, because he's been there for, what, three years or so, it seems. Uh, and this really felt like, again, it was against Hawaii, but, you know, it really felt like the offense was finally clicking uh, in UCLA. And they, I mean, they were churning and burning. Yeah, I mean, that watching that game was just pathetic. I turned it off after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Because that, I don't know, like, I don't know who was playing quarterback for Hawaii, but I think you and I could have done a better job mm-hmm, than absolutely. he did. It was brutal to see. And I really, you know, I typically expect Hawaii to put out some decent athletes. They, they keep a lot of people from their home state, except for, you know, the five stars like Tua. But, um, I mean, it's it, it was like, I could not believe it. It was brutal. And, I mean, props to UCLA for just picking up where, they weren't there for but you know their matchup this weekend with LSU is gonna be a really really interesting game to watch I think I th- I think it is too man and uh and we'll definitely break down that game when we get to it but Dave let's get into the picks man god that feels so good to say uh <laughs> after a year of uh being without college football it feels great to be able to have a full, full slate starting on a Wednesday night all the way through Monday. Uh, yeah, not much is going to get done uh, from Wednesday to Monday. Um, but let's start tomorrow night. UAB against Jacksonville State. UAB is a 16.5-point favorite. Uh, no money line here. Over-under set at 51.5. And, and just because it's the first game of week one i'm i'm just gonna throw a unit on uab by 16 and a half um you know doing a little research uh before the pod i saw jacksonville state's offense has kind of been in disarray uh so far so i think uab can really take care of business here and let's get this real college football season started with a win i'm gonna put a unit on uab by 16 and a half yeah, I mean UAB has been um, has been a program that's been one to watch in the, in the group of five uh, conferences there, and um, playing playing us playing an in-state school, playing Jacksonville State school is probably about an hour outside of Birmingham there. So, really, Jacksonville State's not having to uh, the, the the travel is not really an issue for either team here. But I, I like UAB as well. Uh, playing against an FCS school in Jacksonville State, and Jacksonville State typically top ten in FCS. They they've made some noise. They've beaten the Division One team before, um, 
but or an FBS team before, excuse me. But I like this UAB team a lot. This is a UAB team that could win the Conference USA uh, this year. It'll it'll be interesting to see there what they can do. But I think they come out with a dominating performance in Week One. I like it, Dave. Uh, Thursday, uh, a huge slate on um, on Thursday. Hitting the big games here. First up, Boise State and UCF, Central Florida. Uh, I think this is going to be a very close game down to the end. Uh, these are two powerhouse offenses, Dave, which is telling me my play here is the under of 68 and a half. Um, I think this is I, I think this is going to be a pretty ugly game on offense. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think this could be a 28-24 game. Um, I don't think any team scores over 30. Uh, my play here is under 68.5 because I'm I'm not really confident in either team. I think Boise State's going to be a much improved team this year. Um, and I think Central Florida is right there uh, at their same skill level. Central Florida really gets uh, – they get a lot of hype, but uh, I, I kind of like Boise State here. Stay tuned to the Book It Sports app uh, at Faded Sports Pick'em. I may throw a little, maybe half a unit on the Boise State money line, um, but that's, again, we're, we're a couple days away from that. My play here is the under of 68.5. Yeah, I mean, this, this over-under number, number is dropping there. Um, the public seems to like that under number um i will be taking the over in this game i think both i think i'm, I'm gonna fade you completely i think both teams go both teams get over 30 in this game um i think it'll be there's gonna I mean, not not a whole lot of defense played these are two teams that have had electric offenses in the past and there's no reason to think they can't again even with the the new head coach in boise state i still think that they will that they've got a lot of talent there they they will show out on the offensive side of the ball um i would i, I like your lean there on the boise state money line i think this is a toss-up game and typically in toss-up games doesn't hurt to throw a little bit on plus value so that that'll i think this will be this could be the most fun game to watch on thursday night would be this i think it'll be a shootout a get up and down the field kind of game uh 45-42 kind of game, uh, but my main play here will be the over of 68 and a half there, and I like the I like the team total of, of Boise State over 31 and a half. I think they can at, at least put five touchdowns on the board there against Central Florida, but that'll be that'll be an interesting one to watch for sure. Dave, one game I want to hit real quick, just as a uh, kind of a parlay. Uh, parlay fluffer i guess you could call it um app state in east carolina uh app state is a 10 and a half point favorite here their money line is a gaudy minus 415 don't touch the money line hammer app state here app state screwed me week after week last year just for boneheaded plays at the end of games or in overtimes east east carolina is a bad team uh app state is going to beat them by three touchdowns on Thursday night. Uh, I, I'm i not going to do App State straight up. I'm going to throw them on a parlay as well. I'm so confident in it. Um, I'll let it ruin a parlay for me. But I love App State by 10.5 there, Dave. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like that too. E- ECU is one of those teams that we we talked about in our preview is is is, is going to be really, really, really bad this year. Yeah. Um, I like that there. I'm surprised it's not a little bit higher. Um, I'm surprised they're not like a two touchdown favorite here. Mm-hmm. Um, Vegas could know something we don't. But I, I think that I, I agree with you there. I think App State takes this one by two scores. And I, I would, yeah, I'll, I'll ride with you there on that one. If I'm making a parlay, I'm, I'll probably just fluff it with the minus 415 mm-hmm. there because I don't think ECU wins this game at all. But, um, yeah, as far as just taking it straight, I'm, I'm going I'm to take that 10 and a half as well. All right, Dave, Tennessee and Bowling Green. Tennessee is a 35-point favorite. Dave, I, I'll be honest with you. Coming into this episode, I didn't think Tennessee is going to score 35 all year. Uh, I, You can mark me down as a Tennessee hater. I don't believe in this team as far as I could throw them. Um, 35, they sh- God, they have to be able to beat Bowling Green, right? But I'm not even going to touch this game um, because I've just I've got a bad feeling that Tennessee – they they may be up five scores, take everybody out in the um, in the second half, and um, and Bowling Green gets a few. I haven't seen what the first half line is on uh, that game, so I may touch that again. Follow our our uh, book at sports page uh, for that. But this is more of me just saying I I don't believe in Tennessee at all this year. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Tennessee's going to be bad. Um, I, I like that Bowling Green plus 35 there. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee could beat a high school JV team by five scores. So it's kind of, uh, this is just kind of one of those picks there. I'd love to see if this line can move up some, see if I could get another half point, another point on that there. Um, cause the line, I mean, it opened up right at about, th- it opened up at, 33 Tennessee was 33 point favorite so it's moved up since then so I'm hoping that it keeps moving in that direction before Thursday and I can grab it with a little bit more leeway there um so that'll be one to watch but I would I'm gonna I'm gonna take Bowling Green plus 35 on that one I think Bishop Sycamore that fake high school team could probably put at least a few touchdowns on Tennessee man uh they couldn't they couldn't put anything on IMG (laughs) Oh, my God, what a story that was. Um, all right, a, uh, the nightcap is Ohio State and Minnesota. Uh, this feels like a trap, Dave. 14 points. How is Ohio State not – I mean, I expected at least 18, if not a 20-point favorite here. 14, Dave, am, am I wrong to be a little scared to take that? I mean, again, I think Ohio State's a Final Four team this year, but something just something feels off with that. And I don't know if Vegas is thinking Minnesota's going to be, you know, having a, a big bounce back year. Like maybe they're thinking just like Penn State is going to have a bounce back year. What are you seeing in this game, Dave? Because I'll be honest, I, I'm stuck here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's – it's interesting here. Um, this is this does feel like a trap game, and shout out to Vegas for pulling um, a trap game on week one. Uh, well, it's like but, Nebraska, a seven point favorite against Illinois, like that. 
When I was about to put the bet in, I was like, this just feels like a trap. It's got to be a trap, but they have to be better than that. And that's the same feeling I get here. And I, there's no way Minnesota beats Ohio State. Like, there's just no possible way, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, um, Ohio State lost a lot of talent, and C.J. Stroud is is young. He's never really – He's. I mean, he just has not played a whole lot of college football before. And Minnesota's typically known for their defense. They play great defense there. Um, obviously, Chris Olave is still there. So we've got some, he's got a great target to throw to there. But I mean, Minnesota's bringing back a lot of starters. Um, Tanner Tanner Morgan's a, a great quarterback returning in the Big Ten for Minnesota there. Um, but and it's also a home game for Minnesota, opening up the year against Ohio State. That that place is going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. So it'll it'll be interesting. So I mean, if I stated last week that I would have four undefeated teams. Ohio State was one of them. They're the team that I'm least confident in going undefeated. I'm, I'm less confident in going undefeated than I am Ohio. I was, I mean, Iowa State, yeah. Mm-hmm. But because um, they've they've got a lot of young talent there. Redshirt freshman quarterback. We'll see what he can do against Minnesota. I'm not going to touch this one here. The public, 86% of the public is on Ohio State by 14. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. That feels like a trap. I I might lean the under on this one. Absolutely. Um, the under has dropped some. It's at sixty three and a half right now. I might grab it before it drops some more. Um, it was at sixty six. I don't know what it opened up at, but but it was definitely up there. Um, I remember seeing it at sixty six, and even Minnesota plus four fifty is not. I mean, that's I. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not going to touch that. But like, that's not terrible. Home opener against a, a, a big time team, and you're bringing back a lot of veteran experience against a young team. And I think that veteran experience this year will reign supreme. I just think this Ohio State team has too much talent. I think it could be close though. So I think that that plus fourteen might be worth taking. If it jumps up to fourteen and a half, fifteen, I might, I might dive on it. But. I would be surprised if it moves again. I think Vegas likes it right there at 14. I think they, they're they confident in this trap game, and they want to let the public keep hammering Ohio State. I really want to see what the uh, first half spread is because if I can get Minnesota like plus 10 in the first half, I may take that, Dave. Um, I'm with you on the under, though. I That's the only play that's sticking out to me here. Um. You know, it's early. Usually those late games in Minnesota are just under Kings. Uh, you can always rely on them. But I, I'm with you, Dave. This feels way too much like a trap game. I'm going to sit back and watch and enjoy this game uh, and not have to worry about losing any money on it. Um, again, maybe I may hit the under. Uh, again, that will be on the Book It Sports app. But... Yeah, I'm with you, Dave. This this just feels something just doesn't feel right um, with this spread here. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's got trap written all over it. Um, and that's why you and I are in agreement to avoid it. And you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Ohio State come out and win this game by 28, 35 points. They've got the talent to do so, and they're they're ranked in a position to do something like that. Um, obviously it's still Ohio State and it's still Ryan Day coaching them. So, I mean, this, this team could beat anyone by that many, 
by that many points. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. I'm very, very excited to watch this game, though, to see how this Ohio State team looks. And I'm not going to want to touch the spread on this one. I think you and I are in agreement that the the under is the play there. But we'll keep an eye on it here. I'm leaning Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota wins this game, but I think they can keep it close, keep it in a low-scoring battle, keep it within two scores. Absolutely. We move to Friday, and North Carolina travels to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is a a five-and-a-half-point dog at home. Uh, That line has dropped. Uh, Chapel Hill was favored by a little bit more uh, earlier in the week. Um, I'll tell you right now, Dave, uh, Fuente's job is on the line. Virginia Tech is going to be rocking. I said it in the preview. I don't trust North Carolina this year. I said on that episode, I think they can win this game. Thinking back on it now, I'm I'm hammering Virginia Tech plus five and a half. I'm going to do a unit and a half on the spread, and then the other half unit uh, I'm going to put on Virginia Tech money line of plus 180. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, North Carolina five and a half. <laughs> um, uh, I, I like this UNC team. UNC team. Um, Obviously, uh, Sam Howell is is a is a big name, a name you're going to hear a lot this year on, on ESPN and, and other media outlets. But um, it's it's going to be this will be a fun game to watch. I think this, we could we could see some points scored in this this one, an early season ACC battle. Obviously, it's in Virginia Tech. I think that's why the line is where it is because I I, I really do believe this UNC team is is much better than five and a half points. Um, over Virginia Tech, uh, I think they I think they win this game by at least a touchdown, if not double digits. Uh, I like I like UNC here. Uh, the only other game really of interest Friday night is Michigan State and Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern had a nice little run at the end of last season uh, in the Big Ten. Michigan State, I'll be honest, I really didn't pay much attention to them last year. Honestly, they, were very, um, they weren't very good. Yeah, they weren't very good. Uh, Vegas has this at a, uh, let's see, Northwestern is uh, favored by three and a half. Money line is minus 155 for Northwestern. For Michigan State, they're plus 135. Uh, over under is a low 45 and a half. Um, I think they're expecting a really grinded out Big Ten game here. Um I like Northwestern minus three and a half uh, at minus one hundred five. Our book is showing right now. Um, I really like that value there. Uh, I I may go half a unit on that um, just to have something else going on. Uh, that game should be getting going after the Virginia Tech North Carolina game gets over. Uh, so just some, something to watch on uh, late Friday night. I'll go half a unit on Northwestern by three and a half. Yeah, um, obviously the the over under being so low for good reason. Northwestern has has proven last year that their defense is one of the best in all of college football, and you know their head coach was being poached for NFL offers, and he said, "No, nah, I want to stay at Northwestern." So, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what, the, I don't know how much they're paying him to stay at Northwestern, but good <laughs> for him. Uh, 
but yeah, I like I like Northwestern to come away with this one. I like that three and a half point pick there. I like the under of forty five. I'm not sure if I'm confident enough to play it there because these these week one games are you just don't know if, iffy with the, with the number like forty five. That's iffy. If it were, mm-hmm. you know, obviously these ones in the sixties are a little easier to look at, but um, this this over under is tough. But I like Northwestern by three and a half there especially at that minus 105 value. I may just take it minus three at minus 115 there um, by that half a point and and bite the bullet there and hope for a push at worst. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident the Northwestern comes out with this, with this win. All right, let's, uh, let's move to Saturday. Uh, first up, Again, this just I'll go over this one quickly, Dave. Michigan versus Western Michigan. Michigan's a 17-point favorite, and that feels kind of low for what it usually would be with Michigan. Um, I think Vegas has finally caught up and isn't giving Michigan um, you know, all the love that they used to give them uh, with just massive spreads. I don't think Michigan's going to be a great team again this year. Um but my play here isn't on the spread. It is the under of 67 and a half. Um, Michigan's offense is not going to score a lot. Obviously, Western Michigan's isn't going to score on Michigan's defense. Um, 67 and a half. See, this is confusing because I, I feel like, you know, it's set that high because they think Michigan's going to score a lot of points or maybe let in a lot of points, but they've only got it a 17-point spread. So the spread feels really iffy there, Dave. I'm completely avoiding that, but I love the under of 67.5 here. Yeah, it's a, this is uh, a great home opener for Michigan. They need to go 1-0 um, mm-hmm. for their own sake, for Harbaugh's sake, for everyone's sanity's sake on the Michigan fan base. Um, I like them to cover that 17 point spread there. I think they they can do that against Western Michigan. Western Michigan's not a not an awful team. They've produced NFL talent in the back in the past. Um, but I, I think that Michigan is gonna try. I'm not sure they'll succeed. Um, but they're gonna try to make a statement with this game. They should this is a team that they should demolish. And like you've said, Vegas is not giving them all the love they usually get. Um but with all the talent on this Michigan roster, they, they should be able to win this game by at least three touchdowns, if if not a lot more. This is one of those teams that you schedule early in the season to just get yourself another scrimmage under your belt and move on to and move on to week two, which we've got quite a few of those games in week one. But um yeah, I think I think Michigan walks away with a dominant victory here. Well, the uh, Big Ten game that a lot of people are really going to be watching at noon is Penn State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Penn State uh, on the money line. Wisconsin is a juicy minus 220. Penn State is plus 180. Over-under set at 49-and-a-half. And, Dave, Penn State really needs to come out kind of like Michigan and make a statement that uh, they're going to bounce back, and it's going to be tough to do that against a great Wisconsin team, uh, and it's in Wisconsin. I think this is going to be close, Dave. Um, but 
I think Wisconsin can win by six. So I'm going to take Wisconsin uh, by five and a half here. Uh, but I think this is going to be a great, great game. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see Penn State uh, win this game outright either. This is it, The first week is always so tough because uh, you don't know, kind of like Michigan, you don't know how these teams are going to bounce back. Uh, you know, you think Penn State will, but Wisconsin proved last year they were a good team. I think they're going to be an even better team this year in the Big Ten. Give me Wisconsin uh, by five and a half. Yeah, uh, Penn State's a team that needs a bounce back year. Uh, tough draw, tough conference draw week one against a, a great Wisconsin team. I like the under of 50 in this game. Um, I think this is another one of those Big Ten grinded out battles. I don't see a whole lot of points being put on the board. Um, and I'm not necessarily too confident in Wisconsin. Uh, this will be a team that we see how they play throughout the first couple of weeks to where I can I can gauge them a little bit more um, because I agree with you. I think Penn State needs to make a statement. I think they can uh, make a statement on the road against a team that's, that's better than they are. Um, but I like the under 50 in this game. I just don't think a whole lot of points are going to be scoring. Dave, at 2 o'clock we have Fresno State, who, speaking of making a statement, holy cow, um, that was – I mean, that was just a clinic that Fresno State put on this past weekend. And they're traveling to Oregon, uh, where Oregon's getting a three-touchdown favor. Uh, the over-under is 63-and-a-half. Again, I, I think Oregon is uh, going to be really good. I'm not going to buy into the hype of Fresno State because um, they just beat up on a really bad team this past weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, though. Um, I, I'm i going to take Oregon by 21. Um, I'm not comfortable doing it. I almost hate taking it. Um, but I am going to take Oregon by 21. I'm going to hammer the over here of 63.5. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game, Dave. I, I, think it's, I, I think they're going to be lighting it up late into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, obviously Fresno State demolished a bad, bad, bad UConn team last week. Um, but, I mean, nonetheless, they came out and they performed. Uh, I'm going to avoid this game altogether. I don't really know what to expect from it. Um, we talked about how Oregon's got that big game next week against Ohio State. Huge game. So they really need to just try, try to, you know, move on through this game. I don't know if they'll be necessarily worried about beating them by a whole lot. I think they're just worried about looking ahead to week two. And, you know, Fresno State did come out and perform last week, so hopefully Oregon's not just already already has their full mind set on week two. Um, because, because Fresno State's got some talent on this team. It was fun watching them play last week. I'm not saying that they – I'm not saying they're going to beat Oregon or anything, but I'm not saying it's necessarily impossible. Um because I mean, that that was that was dominant. Obviously, UConn's about as good as a D three team, but I'm just I'm not confident in anything in this game at all. Um, I think it might be worth buying four or five points on the spread, kind of making it a minus two hundred ish at sixteen and a half for Oregon. There, that might be where I touch it, but. I don't. I don't really want to mess with this game. Yeah, and I. I think there's a bunch of games this week. Like I said, it's always tough the first week because 
you just have no idea what you're going to expect, especially after the just crazy year of last year where pretty much every conference had a different schedule. I mean, God, like Oregon and the Pac-12 teams played, what, like five or six games. Uh, Big Ten played a certain amount. SEC played a near full schedule. Like, it's everybody's on different wavelengths coming into this year. Um, it's going to be tough. And, and like you said, Fresno State, they're going to be fired up. And Oregon may be looking past. Um, like I said, I'm not I'm not confident. I almost hate taking Oregon by 21 there. Um, but I do like the over in that game. Uh, at 3.30, we've got Indiana and Iowa. Dave, I'm going to make another statement here. I think Indiana is the biggest fraud in that conference. I'm taking Iowa by a billion. I think Indiana... I don't think Indiana wins seven games this year. I think seven is their cap. I'm taking Iowa. They're favored by three and a half. I, if I can get a good alternate spread to take them by six, I'm taking it. I think Iowa runs away with this game here. Yeah, I, I like Iowa to cover. Um, I'm not as confident as you are <laughs> here. Um because, I mean, I like this Indiana ball club. They're fun to watch play. They play great defense. They're very similar to Northwestern in my eyes. Um, but I think they're they're a fun team to watch play. Um, obviously, you hate them. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I like Iowa by three and a half. I, 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 I think you've already harped on it uh, enough. But um, I just... I think that Iowa walks away a week one winner here, but I don't. I don't like this Indiana team as bad, but I like I like this Iowa team a lot. I like both those teams from Iowa. They're, they're, that that state that's a that's a nice homegrown football state right there. I, I think that's that this those two teams will be fun to watch this year. Uh, but yeah, give me Iowa by three and a half. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, and let me rephrase. I don't think Indiana's a bad team. I think they're just getting a little too much love this year. Um, so I, I guess I should, I should turn back the sports radio being, you know, bombastic and stuff a little bit. Um, but <laughs> I still, I still love Iowa in that game. Um, at the same time, we've got Cincinnati, Dave, again, another team that wants to make a statement. They are desperately trying to be the first group of five team into the, uh, uh, college football playoff. And their first game is against Miami, Ohio. They're a 22.5-point favorite, which is a really strange line. Um, I'm not necessarily going to touch this game, Dave, but uh, this is, again, I wanted to bring this up just because Cincinnati, much like Penn State and Michigan, they need to make a statement here that it's going to be another season that you know these Power 5 teams may have to worry uh, since he may be able to sneak in. So I... I think they do make a statement here, but uh, it's they they're on the stage to do it, man. They just they really got to make a statement here. Yeah, I, I like this. Um, Cincinnati's got to got to win every game by as many points as they can. They've got to make a statement and dominate almost everyone on their schedule to have a chance to uh, to really get into the playoff there. And I, I think they win by twenty three here. I'll take them by twenty by by twenty two and a half. Um, I like them to win 35-42 to 0. Um this my this Miami Ohio team is not good. Uh they're not really going to do a whole lot this year. They're not going to make a bowl game. So 
I like Cincinnati. To I mean, obviously, you and I don't think they're going to make the playoff with the current format that it's mm-hmm. in. Um, and I, I saw something earlier this week saying that the twelve-team playoff talks could fall apart, which is sad. Oh no! But um, and and that's sad for teams such as Cincinnati because they're not going to get the love that they deserve or the shot that they want. Necessarily, I mean, I don't necessarily think that they're they are a top four team. I don't think they are, but I think they should have a chance to try to prove that they are. Um, but I think that they they just looking at this weekend, I think they walk away uh, twenty three point winners here against Miami, Ohio. Well, you got to wonder with the talks falling apart. I wonder if the new uh, conference alliance that they announced. Uh, had anything to do with it, which you would think if they are, you know, now that they are an alliance, you would think they would want a minimum 12 team, if not more, more teams to get into the playoffs. So, you know, ACC teams can get in, Pac-12 teams can get in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would hate if that fell apart. Because, again, it's, you know, at the end of the day, I want to see the best teams playing the best teams, and usually it's the same three or four teams. But just like we've said before, Dave, in, in the uh, in the March Madness tournament, it's always great to have some random team come in there and shake things up. You know, it's just it's exciting. Um, so that that sucks to hear that they uh, that they're falling apart. Um, before we get to a big game. What what's your thoughts on this new conference alliance? I mean, do you think it's going to be good? Uh, I know they're talking about a, it's going to open opportunities for you know more uh, more cross conference scheduling of games. Uh, but what's your thoughts on this whole situation, Dave? Yeah, um, I think it's it's interesting. Um, I don't necessarily think it means a whole lot honestly it's like it's one of those it's like all right cool i mean the acc i mean the big 10 don't need it Mm. um the acc and pac-12 definitely the pac-12 could could use some help (laughs) um but i mean like when it comes down to it if if you want to be a pac-12 champion uh you've got to schedule the big dogs like oregon scheduling ohio state this year you've got to go out and and beat someone like that to get in because your conference is just not as strong. You can't be like the SEC where if the SEC champion played a conference only schedule and won every game, they're going to get in every time. Um, Whereas the other conferences just cannot say that. So, or the, I guess the PAC 12 conference cannot say that. I think, I think the big 12 could say that. I think the big 10 could say that. Um, I think if 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 you if Notre Dame is a part of the ACC, I think Clemson could say that. Um, not even the ACC couldn't say that. The Clemson Clemson could say that. Um, but it's interesting. It's intriguing. Um, what's happening with the college football landscape right now? It's going to be weird to see. I think this in, in the next twenty years or so, I think we could see a a whole lot of movement and a whole lot of interesting moves made. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, big game. The one of the two big games: uh, Alabama and Miami. Miami, a nineteen and a half point underdog. Um, Dave, I'll tell you this, man. I had said it before, where I thought Miami may have a chance in this. Um, 
I never you, you don't make any money betting against Bama. You just don't. Um, and especially when Bama's playing in Atlanta, you don't make any money betting against them. I'm all over Bama by 19 and a half here. Um, that's not to say that Miami's going to get blown out of the water like a 44 to 10 type game. Um, I think Miami is definitely the uh, arguably the third best team in the ACC. And they'll prove that this year. But again, Alabama's just a different animal. And there's, you know, there's no shame losing to Bama because, my God, everybody does. Um, I like that the spread's at 19.5 so Bama can win by three touchdowns and you're clear. Miami's still kind of in the game. Um, I I love Bama by 19.5 here, Dave. Uh, I'm not going to touch the over-under. I just really like Bama here. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing to to know, if you if you're a beginner sports better, um, do not bet against Alabama. Yep. Um, I I just I just believe that it would it would be silly to bet against Alabama, uh, especially week one. They've got a lot of talent. Obviously, a lot of new pieces there. Um, we we talked about the Eric King's comments in the preview. Um. <laughs> really interesting take on his part, but uh, I think Miami is loaded with talent. Um, uh, That being said, don't bet against Bama. I'm not going to bet on Bama here. Um, I want to see what happens in this week one game. Uh, I will, I will be checking my phone there. Obviously I'm here in Starkville um, and I will be attending the the showdown between Mississippi state and Louisiana tech, but um Uh, that'll that'll be an interesting interesting game to score watch there, but I, I just I, I just I don't I don't like the way that number keeps going up and it makes me want to want to lean on Miami a little bit more. Um, like if this number were at twenty three or twenty four, I'd, I'd I'd be I'd be putting a little bit on Miami, but yeah. uh, I don't like it where it's at right now. Um, and yeah, that's right. I just said don't bet against Bama, and then I said if a number was at a certain number, I'd bet against Bama, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not confident enough to bet on Bama with that number there. And yeah, that's this is this is what I'm not gonna touch. And that over under is even uglier at sixty one and a half. Yeah. That's not that's not that's not fun. I don't I don't I just don't I don't like that. That's just that's bleh, like ugly. Vegas has been really weird uh for these week one spreads, man. There's a lot of really weird numbers and it just doesn't feel right. And I, I think you're right, Dave. I mean if if this was Miami plus 24 and a half, I would probably sprinkle on Miami. Um, again, you don't make money betting against Bama, but again, Miami, this isn't, this isn't an ACC team like Pitt or Virginia going up against Bama. You know, Miami, Miami is a decent team, um, but they've got motivation. Uh, and you know, they, I don't think Bama's being, you know, talked down to but they're they're having to replace a lot of people this year and i think there's a little bit of concern that i i think it's going to go away um I, I think bama can win this game by three touchdowns you're right the over under is an ugly number two the the point spread is an ugly number it's it oh man yeah it, it, it's ugly but again i have to bet on bama because i know if i just wimp out on it to put it lightly and they win by a hundred. I'm gonna be really upset. Um, 
Dave, you know what? Let's talk about the Mississippi State game. Why not? We're Mississippi State fans. Uh, La Tech visiting for a 4 o'clock kickoff. Uh, so I guess that's, what, 3 o'clock your time? Yes, that is um, correct. Yeah, 3, three o'clock here in Starkville. Jesus Christ, is it going to be hot at that game? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Why is that not a night game? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be really, really hot, and it's going to be really unpleasant to uh, be a part of. But, um, <laughs> hey, I'm excited for it. I can't yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to get it going. Football is back in Stark Vegas, and they are an ugly 23-point favorite over La Tech. God, I hate that number. 23 points. Um, Dave, what do you see here? I... As a Mississippi State fan, I may avoid this game completely. No, I'm not. I'm not laying a hand on it. Um, yep. If I were, I would take Louisiana Tech. I just, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. It's not pretty either way here. But um, I do not want to touch this game. Uh, that is not going to be pretty. I. It this this could be an ugly game. Mississippi State walks away with like a twelve point victory because they got they won by a, a touchdown, a field goal, and a, and a and a fucking safety. Or for all I care, I don't I don't know. Right. I mean that's just it's gonna be ugly. I think, which is what what leads me to want to put money on Louisiana Tech, but I I don't want to do that either. I don't want to bet on Louisiana Tech. So, right, especially if you're going to be at the game, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I'm going to be, tough. I'm going to be ringing, ringing my cowbell there. I'm not going to touch this one. Um, I'm hoping to see Mississippi State get a, get out to one and zero start. Uh, but we'll see. It'll be fun to watch. Hopefully. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to touch this one. Well, that's uh, yeah, yeah. No, no fun here. Dave, I'll tell you what game I am going to hammer. Right after, uh, right after at four thirty my time, three thirty your time. UL Lafayette is a eight and a half point dog to Texas. Not only am I putting a unit on Lafayette to cover, they are plus two fifty five in this game, and I love it. I absolutely love the Raging Cages in this game. I think they can absolutely win this game outright. Um, Texas ain't back. Horns down. I'm sorry. Um, UL Lafayette went into, I believe it was Iowa State last year, and kicked their tail up and down the field. Um, and, again, Iowa State finished as one of the top teams in the country. So I think UL Lafayette wins this game, Dave. Um, I've had a few underdog picks on here so far, uh, like Virginia Tech. This is my most confident underdog pick of the entire week. Um, I love the Raging Cajuns here. Uh, they're they're definitely going to cover the eight and a half point spread. I love that number, um, and I, I think they can win this game outright. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm not buying in Texas yet. Uh, I just and I don't ever want to buy into Texas until I see something that, that makes me have to. I love this ULL team here. It's going to be 
a fun game to watch for tuning in from home. If you've got your home set up with your eight TVs there, this needs to be on one of the main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a showdown, I think. And I, I love ULL to cover that eight-point spread there. I think they keep this within one score for sure against Texas. I'm not confident enough to throw money line money on it, but um, it'll be tempting to not throw just like a quarter unit on ULL. Why not? Make a little bit. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll throw a quarter unit on the Louisiana Lafayette money line there. The Raging Cajuns are are here, and and they are going to make a statement against Texas um, by and least keeping it close. So um, I'm riding with, with Louisiana Lafayette plus eight as well as a little bit sprinkled on that money line. And anytime, Dave, if I've learned anything from baseball betting this summer, which again, completely different sport, but Vegas has its ways. When it's a game that's this close and you see Texas is a uh, money line minus 325, that red flags are waving everywhere. I, I hate that. So uh, I think we're in agreement. Raging Cajuns, not only are they going to keep this close, they could potentially win this game, and I think they will win this game. Um, let's see. Moving on to Georgia and Clemson. Clemson, a three-point favorite. The uh, spread has kind of uh, moved from three to three and a half back to three this week. Um, I said it on the college football special. I'm all over Georgia. Um, Georgia's going to represent the East in the SEC championship and get their tails kicked by Bama uh, as ritual for Georgia. But they're starting off uh, their season 1-0. I'm taking on Moneyline. I'm taking them on the spread as well. Um, again, I uh, I would say I am – I just said my most confident underdog play is the Raging Cajuns. Uh, because again, I think Clemson can win this game, um, but I'm I'm pretty confident in Georgia here uh, to get it done. Um, DJ Uangalele is going to be a great quarterback. Uh, they've continued to just uh, just pump out great quarterbacks at uh, at Clemson, but I I think that Georgia defense is going to eat them up, man. Um, I, I love Georgia here. Yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I like uh, DJ to open up his, his his new his Clemson Heisman campaign here, the next future face of the Clemson dynasty, with a performance for the eight. No, not for the ages, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game <laughs> to watch. It's gonna be a fun Saturday night game. It's definitely the game of the week. I like Clemson to cover that three and a half point spread. I'm not I'm not bought into Georgia here. JT Daniels has been a quarterback before, um, uh, which is something that DJ just cannot say for himself. He he just does not have a whole lot of experience going for him. But I think Dabo will have his boys ready. I think they'll be out ready to shine on under the lights here. It's going to be fun to see. It's going to be a great great week one battle, and one that really could have a whole lot of effect on either of them's on either of their uh, playoff chances here. It's it's going to be whoever loses this game needs to run the table to make the playoff. And whoever wins this game 
provides himself a little wiggle room for one loss somewhere down the road and still having a shot to get in. Uh, Georgia, that would come in the SEC Championship game if they win this game. Here, Clemson, uh, they really still need to go undefeated. Maybe a loss to UNC in that title in the ACC title game, but I really, I really think if they lost that game, unless UNC is undefeated, yeah, actually Clemson needs to just go undefeated outright. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're going to lose a game, it needs to be this one um, for their sake. But I don't think they do that. I think Clemson runs goes undefeated, and we'll see them in the college football playoff once again in that number two slot there. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Georgia can come out with this game. Uh, Georgia being the third best team in the SEC in my eyes, playing the top team in the ACC, which is just, you know, it's crazy to me that that's close because if it were A&M or Alabama playing Clemson, I'd take A&M or Alabama here. Um, but you know how weak the ACC is, mm-hmm. um, you know, be, being, up there in Charlotte, it's it's um, not not pretty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Clemson on this one. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. I, I I may be seeing an ugly game uh, Thursday night. Uh, NC State in South Florida, up in Raleigh, which is all the makings of a just disgusting game. <laughs> um, uh, kind of bouncing off what you were just saying, though. Um, this is a hugely important win for both teams and I think a even more important win for Clemson which is I, I think what will give would give them the edge in this game um, is that if they lose this game you know they have nothing else on their schedule until a possible UNC matchup in the ACC championship um, and even still with, with you know how little confident I am in Chapel Hill this year um, even if Chapel Hill makes it there, you know, I, like Georgia, their schedule, their strength of schedule is a lot stronger than what Clemson's going to play. Because Clemson, they should have no trouble at all rolling through the rest of the season. So I think this is a even more important win for Clemson than it is Georgia. Uh, but like you said, it gives each team a little bit of wiggle room. Um, I think Vegas has it exactly right with a three-point spread. I I really feel like this is going to be a close game. Um, and if you know if if Georgia loses on a last-second field goal, call it a push. I'll call it a win. Um, but uh, I I think this is definitely going to be one of the best games of the season of the regular season uh, next to when Alabama travels to College Station because um, that's going to be a, a instant classic as well um this is gonna be a great game though uh I'm, I'm really excited to watch it oh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one um this is you and i are in agreement on a lot of these picks here this is one we're gonna go in complete opposite directions here and um but i i i think it'll be a fun one to watch regardless of who who wins this game uh, later on that night, uh, I really wanted to hit on this, Dave. LSU, a three-point favorite over UCLA. Uh, and this is at the Rose Bowl uh, at UCLA. Uh, Dave, I I kind of want to hammer UCLA here. Um, you know, I questioned LSU being ranked as high as they were. 
Um, I understand they played great at the end of last season or much improved from where they started last year. But the way UCLA killed Hawaii, again, it's Hawaii. I'm well aware of that. But I I kind of love UCLA in this spot. Um, especially getting plus three at minus 105. Uh, they're expecting a lot of points here, 65 and a half. I'm not touching the over-under because I think there could be a billion points scored or this could be a stinker of a game. Um God, now that I'm looking at my card, I have a ton of underdogs, and that scares the hell out of me. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna take UCLA here. Um, I'll one unit on the uh, spread of plus three, and I'll go a quarter unit on their money line of plus one thirty. Um, this is going to be a very close game. Um, yeah, Dave, I, I. I I love UCLA here, but I'm cautious about it because I don't. Again, what does Vegas know? Why, like, unless LSU is going to come out and shock us, and Coach O saves his job for another, you know, couple years. But I I mean, Dave, what are you seeing in this game? Because this, again, this kind of feels like a trap. Yeah. um, LSU. um, Just. This is uh, LSU going out west uh, to play this UCLA team, who who did who did play extremely well against Hawaii, um, and like you said, that was Hawaii. But I like LSU to 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 walk out of here. Um, Ed Ogeron uh, changed his coordinator staff uh, here, and and really, I think that that they're gonna they're gonna come back and, and bounce back here. Um, We'll see Max Johnson getting this getting the started quarterback there, I believe. Um, and it'll it'll be interesting to see how he plays against. I think the UCLA crowd will be out um, in in full fashion against uh, to watch this game against LSU. But I, I think that this LSU team is is ready to have a bounce back year. And I think it starts with a win over UCLA I'll take them by three or even three and a half if 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 they move to there I'll take them on either of those there uh whatever you can get that number at all right Dave uh two more big games to finish up our slate Notre Dame against Florida State Notre Dame's a seven and a half point favorite minus 305 on the money line over under set at 55 uh I hate this game I hate it with all my passion. <laughs> I, hate it, I hate it too. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I um, I don't want to touch it either. If, yeah. if I had to to lean, I I would. I can't even make a call on it. Like I I hate it yeah. so much. I I I couldn't even give this game out because I I don't know what to do. Because Notre at seven and a half too. I hate that number. I don't know if Notre Dame can beat Florida State. Florida State has been terrible, but they're improving. They had a big win over UNC last year. Um, d- dude, I, I I have to talk about it because it's a big game. It's the only game on Sunday. I feel like this – you know what, Dave? Here's what I'm going to do. This is going to be an ugly game. If I had a play and watch on our Book It Sports uh, account – for our, our play on this game Sunday morning, um, I may lean on the under of 55, 
because Notre Dame has a a very good defense, but I have no idea about their offense. Florida State, who knows what team they're going to put out there. My only play, and again, I'll know Sunday morning, may be the under of of 55, um, but that's – that's really all I can say on this game, man. I mean, I'll. Yeah, yeah. this is. It's not what I want to touch. Um, it's a college game on a Sunday night. Uh, next week we'll have NFL um, here. Yeah. So we won't have to worry about these these lone college games here. Um, but uh, maybe if Notre Dame moves down to being a seven and a half point favorite, I might ride with them there um but i'm just i i I don't like this game i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and avoid it and we'll we'll move on here i'm not gonna touch this game yeah man uh monday we end with louisville and ole miss uh in atlanta ole miss a 10 point favorite here juicy minus 405 on the money line uh they're giving louisville plus 300 over under we haven't seen a game this high since the national championship, I don't think, of 75 and a half. And, of course, I took the under in that game because I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to score 75 points. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I think both these teams could put up 75 points here. Um, and just whenever you see a, uh, a total that high, you have, to, you have to play for the points. So I'm going to take the over of 75 and a half. Just because, you know what, Ole Miss's offense is going to light it up. Louisville could, too. And I would love to end uh, the first week slate with a uh, just heater of a game. Uh, also, my other play here is Ole Miss by 10. Um, I think Ole Miss is going to be an improved team this year. I hate to say it, but I, I really think Lane Kiffin is going to have them going. The offense is going to be really good. Their defense is going to be all-time bad. Uh, horrendous defense, Swiss cheese defense, uh, which is why I think that uh, total is set at 75 and a half here. Um, I still like Ole Miss here by 10, um, and I'll take the over of 75 and a half. Yeah, I think Louisville's going to be bad this year. Um, I like Ole Miss by 10, and that over-under number leads to fun football watching, mm-hmm. um, not – not Dave touching the over under. Um, so <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Ole Miss by ten here. I think that they will be a, a fun team to watch this year, as much as, as as you and I both hate to say it. But um, I think that this that this the Ole Miss team will be a a, a quality SEC West team. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean anything for the Egg Bowl come November. Obviously, if you're local here with us in, here here with here with me in Starkville. Um, that does not mean I think that Ole Miss will beat Mississippi State. Absolutely not. But um, I, I like this Ole Miss team to take this one by 10 over Louisville, and I, I, I don't think I have to say much about it. I think Matt Corral will, will be putting up a lot of points, um, and I don't know if Louisville is going to put up a ton against an SEC defense. Even if it's a bad SEC defense, it's still an SEC defense and playing a, a mid-tier at best ACC team. I like Ole Miss to walk away a, at least a double-digit winner. Well, all right, Dave. Uh, look, we did this every episode last year with college and NFL. 
our lock of the week or weekend as it will be in the future. Lots of games to pick from. Uh, I'll hit you with mine. My lock of the week is App State uh, money line. No, not excuse me, not money line, but uh, spread. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, App State money line, of course, right? Uh, yeah, my, minus 400 is a great lock. Minus 400, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. have a deal on that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almighty. Uh, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> no, give me uh, give me App State by 10 and a half. Um, that's, that's my lock of the week. Uh, App State is going to run all over East Carolina. Uh, we're going to have a lot better look next week, uh, to see how these teams, uh, played in the first week. Um, but yeah, I think my most confident play, uh, lock of the week is App State by 10 and a half. I think they're, again, I think they're going to beat East Carolina by 20, maybe 28 30 points in this game um it's not going to be close from the start um and then you know for the underdogs again um i did like virginia tech um georgia i obviously really liked um and yeah i I think my real uh lock of the week though is going to be app state so lock that in i'm going to put a bunch of units on it um, I mean, I'm saying that this could be a five-unit play max bet for me to get the uh, get the weekend going. Um, love App State here, Dave. Uh, I am excited to hear your lock of the week. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few games that I want to touch on here. Um, I I want to want to look at a few of them here. Um, obviously, starting off, I I like. Iowa State by 34 and a half over Northern Iowa. Um, I think that Iowa State gets their their undefeated season started off um, with a huge victory here by 34 and a half. Um, there, uh, obviously that 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 line is not necessarily official yet. That's kind of um, we're, we're waiting to see on that official line there. Stay tuned to the Book of Sports app there. But whatever it is with Iowa State, I'll take it. Um, another game I want to touch on here, um, Syracuse is going to be bad this year. Oh, they're going to be, be awful, so awful, 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 awful. Ohio Bobcats, Maction, baby. Give me Ohio plus plus one and a half in this game. I like them to win it outright. Um, I think they'd be right at plus 100, right at basically even value there on the money line. But I, I, I like them plus one and a half in this game. Just running through these here. I like Auburn by 36 and a half against Akron. Um, Akron's also going to be bad. Auburn's going to be improved. I am excited to see who Auburn plays at quarterback. Could see two, if not three, quarterbacks playing for Auburn, and all of them are going to score points against Akron here. Um, I like Illinois coming off last week's win. A weird spread here at five and a half against, against UTSA. That's uh, I mean, Texas San Antonio is not not a good team. Typically, um, Vegas likes them for some reason against Illinois. They hate they don't like Illinois even after they came out and beat Nebraska last week mm. when they seem to love Nebraska. But <laughs> um, uh, we talked about how that was a trap game last week. Um, I don't think this is a trap here. I like Illinois by five and a half here. Um, that's my second most confident game right there. If I if I had to list list them in order, 
here, that would definitely be my second most confident game. But my most confident game of the week is BYU by 12 and a half over Arizona. Arizona is going to be bad, bad, bad. BYU's got a lot of talent on that team, as they do always. Obviously, Zach Wilson's off doing big things for the Jets. By big things for the Jets, I mean starting for the Jets. Um, so um, that's going to be good Good for him. He's, he's, he's an NFL quarterback now. That BYU produced an NFL quarterback. Uh, so good for them. And I think this BYU team still has a lot of talent left on it from last year's uh, great team there. But uh, that this is this will be my lock of the week right here. BYU by 12 and a half. I just read off a couple of a few other ones that I believe are as close to locks as you can get, but I'm not confident enough to throw that word on them. BYU is the one that I am. BYU by 12 and a half here. Love those picks, Dave. The Syracuse one is a really sneaky, sharp pick there. Um, yeah, I, I love Ohio there. You're right. Syracuse is going to be horrendous this year. Uh, and I hate to say that because uh, former Mississippi State quarterback Garrett Schrader's there. And he's a Charlotte guy, too. So I hope I hope he gets some action this year. And, uh, <laughs> uh, God, I hope he doesn't get killed with that horrendous Syracuse offensive line. Man. Uh, he's, he's not even playing quarterback for them. It's, it's Tom, Tommy DeVito looking to be the quarterback. For Syracuse there. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's tough for Garrett Schrader. But um Yeah, he's he's had yeah. a tough time. Um he, he has. <laughs> he really he's he's not a quarterback, I don't think. Um and that just really says something that Mississippi State had to roll him out and play him at quarterback. But um yeah, yeah this is this this Syracuse team's gonna be bad. I like that there. Um Obviously, we're going to wait and see on that Iowa State line. Um, both of us love Iowa State this year. Um, so stay tuned once we get a set-in-stone line for that game. Um, every, everything's pointing to it being around a five-touchdown favorite, and I think that they can do that. They'll, they'll win that one by six or seven touchdowns. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of football to watch this weekend. There's a lot of lines to play. We went over all the big ones. And we went over a bunch of the little ones here. There's a lot to cover in week one. And come back with us next week. We'll have two episodes for you. That's right, Miles. Correct. Yeah, two episodes mm-hmm. next week. Um, one of them will be recapping week one of college football and looking ahead to week two of college football. And the other one, of course, will be that big NFL preview. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Dave. Uh, We're going to have graphics uh, of all of our picks for every day uh, for you to follow on Instagram. Make that font small, Miles. Make that font small. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And uh, and we'll have it posted to the Book It Sports app as well. We're also going to be uh, posting on Instagram polls for who you think are going to win the big games. Um, and then uh, Little Birdie told me uh, that the rewards program for Book It Sports is about to roll out, which means if you follow us and you take our picks or we can start contests on there, there's going to be giveaways. And that's going to include uh, NFL jerseys, NBA jerseys. Uh, so I've had a Little Birdie tell me that. That's going to be coming uh, hopefully within the next month. So 
Be sure you're on the Book It Sports app, following us at Faded Sports Pick'em, uh, the same handle on Instagram. Uh, it's going to be an exciting football season. We're going to get you ready for the NFL season next week. I can't wait, Dave. This has been an unbelievable episode. We're finally back picking college football games. Uh, it's nostalgic, man. Uh, I love it. Great episode, Dave. Uh, and we will talk to our great listeners next week. <laughs>